1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: When you need need to know what's happening, it's it's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. back for another edition of in the huddle look who's here my man brian baldinger and if you're new to this podcast first of all thank you for being here i'm carl dukes put him up along with my man jason lock on four we do this tuesdays thursdays we've done it all season long we'll do it in the off season as well and in many cases there's so much news that's going on the off season has already started but we're going to focus on the games baldy this weekend because i think we've got a lot of interesting matchups now Some people are looking at these games and they're going, backup quarterbacks, are these games going to be entertaining? We'll see. But I want to start with Chargers-Jags. Baldy, the Jags are interesting, and I think they're dangerous. And I'm looking at this game and I'm going, okay, I know they got Eckler and I know they got Allen and Herbert, but why am I so – why am I apprehensive to look at the Chargers and say they're going to go into Jacksonville and win on Saturday?
3: I think a couple of reasons, Carl. I think if you just, you know, start with the head coaches. Like Doug Peterson, we've seen this, this team go from, you know, having the first pick because they were the worst team in football last year, to being a legitimate playoff team, knocking off the Cowboys, knocking off Tennessee at the end, the way that they did it, the way it's all coming together, the way the quarterback looks. And then I think people look at Brandon Staley and they go, Hmm, is he really all that? I think that's I think that starts with that. Okay, and then I think we just see, you know, the Chargers did play a lot better down the stretch. But then like, you know, Denver just went up and down the field on them the last game of the season against their starters. So I think that some of that and I just think people feel like Jacksonville is the underdog and they're at home. And, you know, they they saw that victory against the Cowboys. It was legitimate victory. And I think they just see a team that's young and hungry. Um, And I think that's kind of where it is. Like you could get deep inside it and go, okay, but there's Joey Bosa's back and Khalil Mack. And we know the names. They haven't done it, you know, yet either. Uh, It's been a while. It's been a, you know, Justin Herbert hasn't been there. So then you go, okay, which quarterback do you trust more? All that kind of stuff. I just feel like people look at Jacksonville. They look at the win streak at the end and they go, this is young and hungry and at home. And, you know, they did, you know, wipe up the Chargers week three. It's, you know, four months ago. I don't think it has anything to do with what's going on now, but I think that's where it is right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. That score, by the way, was 38, 10, but it was so long ago. I mean, it's like the Cowboys Tampa game, right? You know, it happened week one and we were all like, yeah. And then there's so much that has happened during the season. If you're focused on that solely alone and going, well, they beat them before uh, you're not paying attention to what's been going on. Brian Baldinger, Let's talk about Seahawks 49ers um, because I'm with you on the Jags. And and listen, if the Jags advance, (laughs) I just let me say this before we get to the the 49er game. Yeah. You talk about Doug Peterson. I just think, uh, Baldy, we're going to see five teams. There are five jobs that are open right now. Right. In the NFL. Yes. Um, Colts, Broncos. right? Right. We're going through the list. And my point is, guys, we talk about this in the offseason all the time. you got to get the right guy. And if you get the right guy, it doesn't take long to fix these things. Mm -mm. The thing that Doug Peterson had going for him is they picked the right kid the year before he got there in Trevor Lawrence. They went and got the guy that they made the right pick. But coaching, man, it matters so much. And I just think, Baldy, as we look at these jobs that are Mm -hmm. open right now, we'll be talking about it as the weeks go on and we get to the Super Bowl and beyond. These teams have to get the right guy because if you don't, it sets you back three to five years, depending on how long you keep that coach, where the roster is and what happens.
3: I mean, same from the. we'll get to the giants, but look at the giants and what Brian Dable has done. He got the right guy. We didn't know Daniel Jones could be the right guy. It sure looks like it right now, but we'll get to that. But you're right. Um, you, you, you picked the wrong guy and uh, you got to reset it and, you know, the good thing, Jacksville, had, they had money to spend, and they spent it. People scratched their head about Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. You're right. looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, all, all those uh, selections. So, yes. I mean, Doug was – he took the year off. You know, he uh, licked his wounds a little bit. And uh, and he came back recharged, and he's making a big difference right now.
2: No doubt about it. All right. Let's shift gears. Let's talk about 49ers Seahawks. Last time these two teams met in the playoffs – was the Richard Sherman post game. You guys remember that? Yeah. LOB, LOB. And everybody was like, what is this, a street gang? No, it's not, okay? But that's the infamous Richard Sherman rant. You know, don't you ever talk bad about me? That's the last time we saw these two teams. But it's completely reversed this time, Baldy, because the 49ers are the better defense. The 49ers are the team on the roll. The 49ers are the team that a lot of people think are going to get to the Super Bowl, like it was when the Seahawks played the 49ers back 2012-2013. What are you thinking about this game?
3: Well, you know, they did just play, and Seattle scored kind of a a late, almost meaningless touchdown with a minute to go to make it 21-13. It was 21-6. Seattle really couldn't move the ball. They couldn't run the ball and they threw it, you know, they threw it 44 times. They ran it 14. Like that's not Seattle's formula, mm-hmm. you know, Pete Carroll's running around, you know, riding around on a, a little, uh, scooter the other day, you know, after, uh, you know, they won and got themselves into the playoffs. And the fact is, is that this, is there's a formula to every Pete Carroll team. It's, it's run based, it's control the clock. It's sh- shorten the game it's error-free football. It's that that's, you know, and they, I don't know that they can play that style. Honestly, Carl against this 49er team. That is so explosive. Um, We'll get to their quarterback in a second, but I look, Seattle can put up a fight because they do have good players in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And Gino has played well this year. He's not played as well late as he did early, but he can extend plays. He can run. He's, he's been tough. Like he's, they're a three, three tight end base team. Kenneth Walker is really a good football player, the running back. Um, but they they really need to run him. He needs – he needs. it's one of those games where, okay, um, can Kenneth Walker get 100 yards? I don't think he can, but he has to. Like he needs 100. Right. Uh, he needs a big run in there, all that. And then, you know, they, they, they can't turn the ball over at all. They can't give any extra possessions to this 49er team. 49ers should be heavily favored. They are. I think it's nine and a half points. I don't know what Nick has it at. Uh, But, you know, it's 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 close to double digit, if not double digit, because the 49ers, they just don't show a weakness. And you can say, okay, if you even look at last week or the game against uh, the Raiders, you know, Devontae Adams made these circus catches against them. Some of them were touchdowns. And like, that's what you need. You need those type of plays to beat the 49ers because if you just line up and just okay we're going to march down the field in 12 plays well you know that's that's hard to do against a defense that has no flaws and has as much speed as they have
2: i know you are a big personnel guy obviously and i'm just looking at kenlaw armstead bosa warner greenlaw they are stacked i mean like this team it's an all-star team defensively right i mean to your point about there are no weaknesses I, I'm just looking at that front seven and we said this baldy maybe week six or seven and I think you had the Falcons game mm. and it was right around that time and, and the 49ers came in and they were banged up and the Falcons won the football game and it was kind of like ah, eh, but they were missing like six or seven starters and yeah. you said Carl when they get healthy this is going to be a team they're going to go on a run and yeah. look what's happened
3: 10 in a row Carl Ugh. So. no you know, the thing is, is that uh, you know, the linebackers are ridiculous. Dre Greenlaw, Freddie Warner, even Aziz Al Jaheer, like they're they're fantastic, fantastic speed. But I remember um I was uh, I was doing the Tampa San Francisco game about four or five weeks ago and I saw Nick Bosa on the field. So he comes, he he kind of like walks by and he nudges me and he goes, So you think Max Crosby is the defensive player of the year, huh? <laughs> so, like, he heard what I had said at that time. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. one of these things, like, oh, Max Crosby, yeah. huh? So I go, but I go, Nick, look, I mean, you know, you're right in the conversation. I'm not excluding you, but Max plays every play. He goes, yeah, he does, except I'm, I'm getting ready to go win a Super Bowl, meaning I have to pace myself wow. for the postseason and beyond. Max probably won't get that, and he didn't. So when when, when Nick said that, it, it, it kind of like said, okay, this is Nick's time of the year. Like, okay, you can get 18 and a half sacks. You can be the defensive player of the year in the regular season. But his his goal is way bigger than this. It's about marching through the playoffs and winning Super Bowl 57. That's his mentality. So watch what he does now. Mm. Now that it's Nick Bosa's time of the year. Like now it's time, okay, the stats and the sacks and all that is nice. Here we are, you know, um, with the 10 game win streak. But now this is the real season. And I think a lot of guys, feel like that for the 49ers. I think Fred Warner feels like that. Like, I, I think there's certain guys with a mentality that they're there to win a Super Bowl. A lot of guys are there to get stats and get wins. This team, collectively, is there to win a Super Bowl. That's that's how they think. And I think, you know, I don't know if Seattle thinks like that right now. They got five rookies that are really good players. Tariq Cole, you know, Tariq is a really good player. You know, Charles Cross is a good player. Like, I don't know if they have that mentality the way the 49ers do.
2: Yeah, it's a great point. Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes, in the huddle with you, getting ready for Wild Card Weekend. Guys, subscribe, tell your friends about us, like us, and make sure you're here to check out every episode. Um, Pete Carroll, just want I don't want to say there's a coaching advantage. I just think, I just think Kyle has a better roster right now, right? I don't want to say that there's a coaching advantage, but – Roster-wise, because of that, Kyle has an advantage, but I do want to give him some props because oh, cool. uh, because no he has done a really good job, um, and, and I don't know if we look at Kyle Shanahan as we look at some other coaches around the league, when you look at the job he's done, and he's been able to manage and maintain without these injuries mm-hmm. and all the stuff, everybody deals with that but baldy i've said this to you the guy is brilliant offensively man he just is and look at what christian mccaffrey has done since he got to to san francisco he was with the carolina panthers and they were "Ah," and you know we're going to get him the ball he immediately gets there and has an impact and that's all because of the system in kyle shanahan and i just think with the system and the defense Baldy, this is the team I think to beat right now in the NFC heading oh, into these I, playoffs.
3: I, I Look, I, I've said this now, that not, this is the best team in the NFC. This is the best team in the NFL. It's the best team in the universe. I mean, I've been saying that now. Now, can they be beat? Everybody can be beat. Sure, sure. Um, you know, it's just uh, – but, you know, what Kyle's done with Brock Purdy, too, like, you know, the, the, the vision that Kyle and John Lynch had with the trade with Christian McCaffrey was brilliant because we all know Christian McCaffrey is a talented player, but I don't know if Christian McCaffrey went, I don't know, you know, pick a team. If he went to uh, the New England Patriots and I'm not knocking Bill Belichick or anybody, but like, would he be the same guy in New England? Would he be the same guy in Detroit? I don't, you know, like this feels like this is the perfect spot for him. The way that they use him, that the, the number of touches he gets uh, inside, outside passing game, like and, and then the complimentary piece to you know what we're seeing from Kittle and Ayuk and all the other pieces on that team, it seems like the perfect uh perfect fit right now.
2: Yeah, it really is. All right, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo heavily favored. Nick Costos was talking about this, and we're gonna talk with him. Um, uh, but we he was telling me earlier that you know uh <laughs> this this number should maybe be bigger because of the quarterback situation. Bully, is this game going to be competitive with what you know about Miami and how they're headed to Buffalo this weekend? I
3: just saw them last week in week 18 against the Jets. You know, they couldn't score a touchdown. Um, You know, they put up 11 points, two of them on the final, you know, play by the Jets, uh, just laddering the ball around through the end zone. I mean, it was not a pretty offensive performance. And I'm not, nobody should knock Skyler Thompson. He's a seventh round pick for a reason. I mean, I think he was a throwaway. You know, he had some success at Kansas State and you know he has some he has some ability. Um, you know they're they're just a beat up team right now. I mean Tyreek Hill was in and out of the lineup last week. They did run the ball very well, and then you find out Raheem Mostert broke his hand. And can you play with a broken hand? I don't know. Yeah. I don't want that ball being put in a a running back's hands that's got a broken hand. I mean he's a target right now, uh, even if he's carrying the ball with the other hand. Like you got a broken hand out there, like and you're you got the ball and you're running it. And he's an elite player. Like, he's a target for Matt Milano and Trey Edmonds and these guys on Buffalo to go, you know, make sure that you tattoo, you know. So they're just a beat-up team right now. And, you know, four weeks ago when they played on a Saturday night, um, you know, it was a really good game. You know, the the Dolphins ran for 188 yards that night, Carl. That was the second most they run all year. And, you know, Tua had success throwing to Waddle and Tyreek for touchdowns. And it came down to the end, and it was a great game. And if you said, give me that team, give me that Miami team, and we'll go back to Buffalo, like, okay, game on. This is going to be a playoff game. Get your popcorn. It's going to be fun. But we're not there. And it's just the the quarterback is really important, and there's a big drop-off, and the running back is really important, and having Teron Armstead in the lineup at left tackles, and they're just not there. And so then you're okay. Well, how do they keep it close? And I said, you know, yesterday on the network, Carl, I go, It'd be nice if Bradley Chubb showed up. I haven't seen mm. the astronaut. It'd be nice if Xavier Howard, you know, showed up and took a ball or two away the way we're used to seeing. Like, But, but we haven't seen those from those guys. And that's how, you know, they got to run the ball and they got to be able to get some takeaways. And Buffalo leads the league in turnovers with 27. They've overcome it because they're just that dynamic. <clears throat> but I, I just don't see how – I don't see a formula where you're going to keep this close, especially knowing – The emotion that's going to be in that stadium with the love for DeMar, what they did last week with the kickoff returns like that place is just going to buzz. And you go, can Skyler Thompson handle that atmosphere at quarterback? What can you expect from him in that atmosphere? I mean, I
2: I don't have high expectations. It's a great point. Um, The emotion and, and all that's happened this last week with DeMar, and we wish him nothing but the best. But, yeah, it, it's a lot to overcome. Here's the bigger story for me, Baldy, before we get to Giants, Vikings, and, yeah. and Ravens at Bengals. <clears throat> what happens to the Dolphins quarterback situation and head coach if they get blown out? Now, I never want to pin one game on a higher fire. Yeah, But I said this to a friend the other day because he's a Dolphins fan, and I know the producer of this show, Dylan, is a big Dolphins fan. He, he said he might not even watch this game. Um, but he says to me, why in the world would the dolphins move on from Mike McDaniel one year, he fits the profile. He's had a good year. It's not his fault that two has been hurt. And I said, this isn't about Mike McDaniel. This is about who you can get. And it's always about if you can get somebody that you feel may be better. And guys, the rumors are out there, right? Jason and I talked about the Sean Payton, Tom Brady package potentially, no matter what happens, if Brady wins another Super Bowl, if he doesn't. There are chances that you could maybe go get a quarterback and a coach that could have you in the mix for the next two, two to three years. And again, that's a stretch with Brady, but I'm using him as an example. Yes, Baldy. What happens if they get blown out and and, and they are potentially looking to move on from Mike McDaniel because the rumors are out there? <clears throat> well,
3: not just the rumors, but you know the the missing ingredient here is the owner Stephen Ross. Mm. Like he's got a he, he's got a big wallet. And he'll write the check. Like he he just wants to win. And so, and it doesn't matter if there's a collateral damage along the way. I believe the Miami Dolphins look, I love you, you cannot not love Tua. I know that's a double negative, but you, you, you Tua, but I'm concerned for Tua.
2: Health wise, health
3: wise. I'm concerned for Tua. I, I know too many players. Some guys, look. Larry Zonka was a fullback and a battering ram for a long time with the Dolphins. He's sharp as attack. You know, I know guys that played that position and aren't. And like, Tua has got a young family, got a young baby. Like, he's got to think about his long-term future. Like, the game is great. It's it's a lot of fun, but there's always an afterlife. I, you just have to be concerned with the injury history and then the concussions. And the Dolphins should be concerned you know, like, is this somebody that we can build with long term? I, I have questions about that. So the Dolphins led by Steven Ross, like if they can go get Sean Payton and Tom Brady, and that has been rumored, and there's probably a lot of legs to that rumor. Um I'm not here to investigate here, Carl, but like, go do it. Go do it, go, go put it together, you know, and so. There, there could be some turnover there, especially if this regardless of what happens in this game.
2: I agree. I'm just telling you guys, watch out for that. That we'll talk about it next week if something happens between now and then. But you know, Sean Payton's making his rounds, and nobody's talking about this potential situation because, again, Mike McDaniel's the head coach. They don't have an opening. There's no reason to, mm-hmm. but they might.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.